Welcome to our Streams International Ministry Podcast with Prophet Jared Nusulu, PhD, and Prophetess Gabriella Nusulu. Experience prophetic revelation teachings, personal prophecies, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You are now listening to a teaching recorded at one of our live church services. Um, so um, I, I want to share something. And it's Papa who is ministering. I'm only here to share something. And it is, um, I know that you, you love, you know, hearing me speak or hearing Papa speak and the different people who come over here to minister. But I want you to, to kind of let me disappear I want you to hear God saying something to you today because I'm just sharing an experience and it's quite overwhelming for me. I will find it very difficult to speak. It's very sacred, very overwhelming experience. Uh, Not my experience, but uh, I mean, not personal experience, but it involves you as well. That's why I'm sharing. It involves the church. So I want you to hear what the Lord is saying for this time, for this season. You know, Papa was prophesying that it is time. It is time. Okay, so during the crossover, um, we were given the theme of this year, and that's um, soul winning. That's the year of expansion through soul winning. And again, uh, Papa emphasized as well about how we need to do our home groups differently. He didn't want us to focus uh, just among ourselves, but he wants us to be able to bring people in, especially people who don't know the Lord, and disciple them, and then bring them to church. Okay, so I have been thinking about all of these things, and... Um, You know, and we have all been doing something about it in different ways up until now. But we have probably not really um, focused a lot on that. And we are kind of like halfway through the year. So um, I was uh, speaking to you on Friday saying that I went to this meeting. The meeting was um, is Global Awakening. So how many people know about Global Awakening? Okay, some people may know about it. Uh, the the head of that global awakening, his name is Dr. Randy Clark. So remember, I didn't go because I even knew where I was going. I just knew the address and how to get there. I was going with Pastor Kathleen. I really did not go um, thinking that maybe the Lord has got something to speak to me. I was just going there to serve, and I've told you many, many times. When I got there, that's when I began to like Google the people, to look at the program, how is the program looking like, because I need to know what time I'm going to be where, and then who is speaking. And then I knew none of them. I only know Pastor Kathleen was one of the speakers. So I would Google so that I can be prepared to receive uh, what they are speaking, okay? And so I said to you that I met people that have got very large ministries. These are American people with very large ministries. You know, they are their ministries with a lot of people, 10,000 people, 15,000 people, Mm -hmm. 2,000 people, you know, big, big ministers. And they have done huge projects everywhere, you know, in Africa, in Asia, in China. They've gone to those catacombs and they've, they've lived in China for years, almost killed. What? These are people, these are people of God. These are generals of God with spiritual badges on them. Okay. And I was saying um, last time that I didn't, I found myself with them, interacting with them, not with the people that were coming to the conference, but with the speakers, only because I was with Pastor Kathleen. That's what I said to you last time. And I got to, you know, talk to them, but I wasn't there for them. So I wasn't there, like, trying to make contacts with them or take people's details. or I wasn't there for any networking, nothing like that. And um, at the same time, none of them knew me at all. So it was very surprising to everyone to see someone they don't know come right and sit at the front 
And, uh, you know, I'm quite conspicuous, so you can't miss that I'm sitting at the front, you know. Um, and so everybody was, like, wondering, like, who is this lady? Who is this lady, you know? And I did not introduce myself to anyone except I'm Pastor Kathleen's assistant, full stop, okay? And so um, while I was there, um, topics, different topics were being talked about. But the thing that caught my attention was the things that were being emphasized, telling the churches that if you do not do these things, you will miss the move of God. They are things that Papa has told us to do. And Papa is not part of any of these, um, you know, things. But he has told us the same thing. So, um, for example, like one of the big emphasis was trying to get the churches to have home groups. And also trying, and then the thing that really caught my attention, they said, use the home groups to disciple people. So I had to talk to Papa whether this thing, is it written somewhere? Like, did he read it somewhere? Like, what happened? And then um, um, they are, you know, there are some people, you know, like when God is doing something, it, when there is a move of God, it's a move of God that God will, will give people if they are truly seeking God. And we just have to follow what God is saying. So there is a particular church, they were saying that um, for them, it, this is their story, this is what they were explaining, this is their story, the church started in, let me give you the, the right details, the church started in 1961 with 89 people, okay? By the time 20 years later in 2001, they had grown up to 400 people. They tried everything they could, that's not much growth, this is 40 years, from 89 to 400 people. In, in 20 years. And it will go down, it will come up. It will go down, it will come, but 400 is the limit. So they tried everything, seeking God, doing everything they could. Lord, what must we do? So when a new pastor came in, this pastor sought the Lord, prayed faster. He said he was at the end of himself. And the Lord showed him a vision, and then the Lord spoke to him and said, I want you to do home groups, and to disciple people through those home groups. So he started doing that. So once he started doing that, by the end, so from 400 people, by the end of five years, there were about 8,000 people. By, na by 2020, there are 14,000. They are not counting visitors. There is about 7,000 visitors. So if you put them all together, it will be 21,000. And um, so he, they were sharing what they have done because God spoke them to them. And they said when they began to emphasize this, not everybody in the church caught what God was saying. So in, in um, 2001, when they started implementing this, the church also went down a little bit from the 400 because some left because they didn't like the emphasis that they were saying. But then now... I mean, they were showing us a graph. The graph was like this, and then like that. And then from that point on, they began to uh, share their experience to other churches, mostly in South America. Because now, the South Americans, um, they no longer want to look to the US for spiritual leadership. So anyway, they, or maybe they discovered that it doesn't always work that way, the way that, you know, it's, people are trained. So anyway, so all the other examples that they were giving, the graphs were the same. Some of them would have done it like in three months, but at least in that three months, they have like 20 people they are discipling in a church maybe of 100 people who they've never had growth in a very long time. You know what happens with churches. So um, there was examples and examples and examples of this. And um, so the same way that Papa emphasizes, I want pastoral care to be in home groups. That is exactly the same thing. And um, especially discipleship, I want it to be in, in home groups. 
So when I heard that, the Lord began to speak to me. Like I was sitting there listening to them, but not really because the Lord was speaking to me about our own vision. He said, what is the church doing about the vision that we have been given for this year? Because that's exactly right. Now, the thing that I am emphasizing and that the person who was presenting was emphasizing was saying that they never started discipling in home groups for the sake of that the church should grow. But the church grew anyway. So I've never seen these things said together. Like they didn't know about church multiplication. They knew about discipleship through home groups, but it resulted in multiplication. So as we were told multiplication and then do it this way. So it's almost like we read their books and we heard their story, but we didn't. It's just the direction of God. And so I began to see all that. And the thing is, the Lord is speaking in many different isolated places about the idea that every child of God needs to move away from just being a church member to being someone who is responsible for the work of the Lord. And that we need to facilitate that for each one of us. And that if we do not do that, we will miss a whole move of God. We will be left behind a big move of God. It's a big move of God. We may just not know that it's a big move of God because you're not seeing it. But for me, I have an understanding that it is a big move of God. Maybe we are not seeing it in Australia. That's why we don't know it's a big move of God. But we are so privileged that God has actually given us what he's doing. I have seen it as God is doing it worldwide in many different places. And I have seen that if Australia doesn't do it, Australia will be left behind. Like the U.S. there, they were so thirsty to hear, like, what is it? How are you doing it? And they are trying to learn from there. So very soon we will see it happening there as well. So number one, I saw, I don't want us to move, to miss the move of God. And that's what the Lord was actually speaking to me. And I thought, I was on the phone every time talking to Papa about what was happening. So today he actually insisted that I should share with you these things. And... Um, but at the same time, if the church does what God is saying, even though it's not easy to do it, like not everybody wants, you know, some people are shy, some people are not sure, some people are what, you know, people, maybe some people will be rejected, maybe some of them, their home sales will be difficult, maybe some of them it will be easy. But at the end of the day, if we do it, the church has nothing to fear. Actually, by the, by, the, by the way that I, I'm, I'm seeing things, I was like, even this church is very successful even during lockdowns. These churches have grown exponentially, especially during the lockdown. So there is no, the church has nothing to fear. In fact, if, if anybody closes anything, you can say, bring it on. We are actually going to do much better in that environment than in this environment. I'm telling you the truth. If you change your mind and you look at things like that, you will never fear any lockdown. You will never fear stopping anybody from coming to a place like this. It is like, it is really a catalyst for growth of that kind of church. And when they have returned, they have not had any room. Whereas the opposite has happened in, in most churches in the Western world. That when they came back, people are not back. Churches are closing. But for them, when they came back, there is no room to keep everyone. Where were all the people? Those groups were growing regardless. They were growing and splitting, growing and splitting. Now the thing is, maybe some of you may, may think that, oh, we've heard this kind of thing before. It's not like that. It's not, it's not, a, normal, it's, it's not a normal way. This is like a new spiritual wave. It's actually having the breathing of the Holy Spirit on it. It's actually having the breathing of God on it. We just need to follow exactly how Papa is going to guide us on how are we going to move from there, from here. Because there's going to be a lot of training. And the training, you know, Papa always always says, he, he likes to say that these are these all people who are here are leaders. This is the church is not even here. It's not yet the church. Everybody is just a leader. I'm training champions. That's what he always says. I'm training champions. I'm training a generation of champions. So all of us who are here, we are leaders. Just picture it in your mind, yourself having your own home group. 
yourself. And your sphere of influence is anybody God has put you in contact with. It's not somebody you find on the street necessarily. Even though we will also do street ministry, definitely. We will not let that one go. But the people that you meet, God makes you meet them on purpose. Because the, the Lord thinks that you are going to talk to them about Jesus. But it's not going to be difficult. It will be easy the way that you can. I was actually thinking about it uh, myself, you know. I brought people from my workplace to my home and talked to them about Jesus there. There they were fine to hear about Jesus because we were only talking about who we are, that we are pastors. So somebody has come to my house, but at work, I couldn't talk to them like that. So at work, I had to strategize. How do I speak Jesus? How do I speak? I had to strategize. You know, I did a few things, crazy things I told you about before when I was talking about evangelism. But the most effective was when I told my friends, do you want to come to my house? That was the easiest thing. So in my heart, I believed Anybody God has put me in contact with, he thinks I'll talk to them about Jesus. So how am I going to do it? So anyway, so I'm, I'm telling you at the moment myself, I'm not afraid of any lockdown. I'm not afraid of it. If we're going to do this thing, I'm not afraid. Actually, it's the church will thrive a lot. So the thing is, you position the church in such a way that whether they lock down or they don't lock down, it doesn't matter to us. It shouldn't change the church because the church is not a building. The church is not here. So if they lock this place down, remember last week Papa was teaching, if they close this place down, the church is us. It should never bother us. We should never say, but our place, but our place. You know, the Lord has given us this amazing place, but that should not be the thing that binds us to say, this is it, this is it. The church is us, the people. Okay, so as I'm saying, um, you know, in, in, the, in the time to come, we'll be coming to a time of prayer. We'll pray a lot into all of these things. Um, and then, you know, we will go through a lot of training. We want anybody, we, we actually want everybody to go through the training, in which case anybody is capable of starting their own group. That's actually what we want to do. So there will be a lot of changes that are coming through. We want to give people an opportunity. There are a lot of people who just don't know what to do with what they have inside of them. And you need to be able to do something with what you have inside of you. So I'm talking about everyone, young, old, um, women, men, educated, non-educated, everyone including the groups we are seeing online there. You know, once in a while you see one person, one person, one person, another Sunday you see three people, three people, three people, another Sunday you see five people in the home. That's what I'm talking about. So we will will actually move from having like one, 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 one online there to having groups, 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 groups online. That's exactly what will happen. I'm telling you. And then in that group, some people have got gifts of mercy. If in that group you hear somebody is sick, you are going to go and visit the sick in that group. Some have got gifts of helps. They like cooking. They'll bring food in the place. Some have got gifts of healing. They will pray for people in there. Some have got all these different gifts that we have and we carry. And you see our logo, this our, our streams logo here. That logo... You know, you you look at that logo, it says a lot of things. So you've got the Holy Spirit, the seven spirits of God, okay? The seven spirits of God, because those lines, if you count them, they are seven. On one is a river, on another is fire. It's the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost and fire, okay? And yes, that logo there. And the river is also the word of God, is water. Is the word of God. So a combination of that fire in you and the Holy Ghost and the word of God, it ignites your spirit. It ignites your spirit. You are that person. You are that ignited ball there. That's your spirit. That's inside of you. By the revelation you are hearing, the laying on of hands, the anointing that is on you, you are that exploded, ignited spirit. When the devil looks at you, the devil looks at an ignited spirit. You know, I had a vision once. I had a vision once, and I think I, I shared it probably with, with, with um, the ladies um, on the group. In that vision, I saw a group of people. 
they were bright. They were like, you know, when, when, you, when you have a fluorescent bulb like that one and you, you have put some, some light and then the light is making the person almost transparent. That's what I saw. And the, the Lord told me the future of the church is bright. For me, I believe it's not only like us being ignited inside by the Spirit of God. For me, I believe one day we shall shine physically. Oh, you are not even hearing what I'm saying. Because it's there in the Bible. The Bible says when Stephen was preaching, his face shone like that of an angel. And the Bible says that Moses, when he came from meeting God, he had to cover his face. For me, I believe that one day, children of God shall literally, physically shine. And Papa was saying, the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God because of us. They will see the shining and they will see, I want to know your God. So you can transfer what you have to make somebody else a bow of fire like that one. An ignited person like that one. You can make, you will make somebody else, somebody else, somebody else, somebody else. Some, you will replicate yourself. So what Papa is doing is making us like that. Then we have to make others like that. So when you look at that logo, that is you. An ignited spirit. Now once you are ignited in your spirit, now rivers of living water now come out of you to affect other people and the power of God. So you have the power of God by the spirit. You have the rivers of living water on the other side now affecting other people. So it's now coming from your spirit. It affects your spirit. It ignites your spirit. Then it goes to other people. That's what that logo is all about. That's you. That's you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You know, we shall be conformed to the image of Christ so that he can be the firstborn amongst many brethren. That's exactly the case. I have many other things um, that I can share with you. But during prayer next week, um, we'll pray into some of those things. Because the Lord was showing me the example of um, Abraham and Sarah. Do you know that it was actually more on Sarah for the multiplication to happen than it was on Abraham? So it's more on the church than the person. Because uh, Abraham was given the vision. I will make you, I will multiply you. But the thing is, Abraham was capable of multiplying without Sarah, but God wanted Sarah. But Sarah was also barren. Are you hearing me? So the Lord showed me some ways in which we have to pray because as the church, we are the multiplying. We have to receive the vision and do the multiplying. Yes. There is no way that we can go to four billion people without us actually doing the multiplying. Amen. Are you hearing me? So we'll have a good time to pray in that regard. Now, this is the last thing that I said. This one, if it wasn't that it's affecting you, I wouldn't have shared. It's very sacred to me, so hear me very carefully. So I was talking about um, this global awakening. Um, how many people have ever heard of the Toronto Revival? Okay. So I had never heard about it. As I'm telling you, I was so blank when I went here. But Global Awakening and Toronto Revival, there is a little bit of a, of a connection there. And the connection, is, um, the connection is that, so Dr. Randy Clark, who is the leader of Global Awakening, is the one that started the Toronto Revival. So he was invited to go and preach at a church in Toronto for three days. That meeting never stopped. It went on for 60 days straight, every single day. Manifestations of God, healings, deliverances, the power of the Holy Ghost and everything else for 60 straight days. Now, after he left, because he just had to go home. He doesn't live there. He lives in the U.S. So he just had to go home after the 60 days. So when he came back home, that thing continued for 12 and a half years. That's not a joke. Twelve and a half years, people were meeting six days a week for twelve and a half years. So that's what is called the Toronto Revival. You know, I didn't know any of these things. I actually had to read them because I was trying to find out who is Dr. Randy Clark. Now, why am I saying that? I'm saying that for this, for this last um, experience here. So before he actually went to this meeting, he was pastoring a small church. So this small church that he was pastoring, 
there was a man of God who came to that church. And that man of God picked him out, whether it was a pastoral, a congregation of pastors, I'm not quite sure. But he picked him out and he told him that this is your time that God wants to use you. And prayed for him and prophesied on him. After that prophecy, the very, he had never been invited to any other church. You know, he's pastoring a church, but nobody has ever invited him to go and speak anywhere. So after this prophecy, the first church he was invited to go and speak was that Toronto, was that church in Toronto. So when he went there, that's when he saw an outbreak of miracles, signs, wonders, and so on. Okay, so this man was there at the meeting where I went. Remember, I don't know anyone there. And so one of the days, I brushed shoulders with them a little bit because, you know, in the offices when we are going up with everybody else, they are there. I just say hello. I sit down quietly. But let me tell you this thing, and you have to hear my humbleness of my heart. I wasn't talking much to anyone. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not capable of talking much when I meet new people. I can just sit quietly, and I'm, I'm very happy about that, you know, in my little corner. So I didn't speak to many people, but believe you me, People knew I'm associated with some ministry and it must be great, a great ministry by the Spirit of God. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it was a very, very humbling experience. I can tell you many things, but it was a very, very humbling experience. Um, and so this man, so on the last day, um, this was the last session, so... I, I was somehow delayed somewhere, so I wasn't coming in with everybody else. The meeting has started maybe five minutes, so I'm rushing, and I'm coming through the door, so the doors are closed, and I'm like, oh, I just need to rush very quickly before things are very much underway so I can come and sit because I'm sitting actually in front. It's quite embarrassing because I was a little bit late. Um, and so at the door there, I meet a man that I do not know who he is, but later on people explained to me he's that man that actually prophesied on Randy Clark's life. He was just standing at the door of that, of that auditorium. So he said, hello. So I said, hello. And I said, I'm actually going in really quickly. Um, he just said, stop right there. So I stopped. Um, there were two other ladies uh, that were with him at the point. And he just laid his hand on me, began to pray for me. So the thing is, the thing is, hmm. so the thing is, thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, help me. Thank you, Jesus. I'm sorry, it's just so, it's very overwhelming. I've never seen someone pray the way this man prayed, he was crying. He, he was crying. He had, you know, nose running, saying, I don't know what is on you and the ministry that you come from. And he just prophesied many things, many things. But the thing that concerns you is, he talked about this ministry and how God really wants, how God will expand his ministry. And he began to, to tell me names of men and women of God that you know that are very powerful. And he said, those people have never even reached the number of people that your ministry is going to reach. Thank you, Jesus. He said, 
he's over um, 80 years old. He said, I may never see you again. But what I can see on this life and on whatever ministry it is that you're representing, this thing is too big. And remember, at this point, I didn't even know who the man was. For 30 minutes, he prayed and prophesied and prayed and prophesied and cried and cried and cried and prayed and prophesied. And then after those 30 minutes, because I was looking at the clock, because remember, I was late. So as I was coming through, I could see I'm five minutes late. So when he finished praying and I stood up, I was looking at the time thinking, well, my boss who is expecting me to be assisting her is wondering where I am because I had just said to her, I'm running to, I need to run to the hotel because I needed to pick my bag. And uh, I told her I'll be back before the next session starts. So this is 30 minutes late and I'm thinking, oh my God, I need to get back in. So... I'm dusting myself, like wiping my eyes, and then I get back in. I'm trying to get in. He says, no, stop. Again, 30 minutes later, one hour he was just praying for me. One hour. Amen. I've never seen anything like that. Everybody was so stunned because they know who he is. And nobody was able to take a video or anything because nobody knows me. My phone is locked, is right beside me. Nobody can talk to me because I was just really um, in a mess myself. I ended up just taking photos. And in those photos, I have no shoes because I, I kind of like in the process, shoes got off, <laughs> tears, eyes are red. You know, I, it's, a mess. it's a mess of a photo. It's, it's a really big mess of a photo. And then... He gave me 200 US dollars, whatever was in his pocket. He said, this is all I have, but I have to sow into your ministry. I have to sow wow. into that ministry that you represent. <laughs> gave me 200 US dollars. Well, I used 100, and then I kept the original other 100 so that I can uh, show it to Papa and I can keep it, that somebody sold into Streams International Ministry. Amen. Somebody who did not know us at all. He didn't ask me any question. I didn't tell him anything. Now, when he had finished praying, because now, one hour later, everybody's coming out through that door. <laughs> and I'm like a heap of a mess somewhere, and everybody's trying to walk that way, walk that way, because I was like right at the door. And then... Um, that's when people began to ask me, do you know that man? Do you know the man who just prayed for you? Do you know the man who just prophesied on your ministry? Like people said, you do not know. You have to go and look. You have to go and look. Do you understand who Randy Clark is? Do you understand the person who actually prophesied to him? He was saying to me that we are entering a new phase. He said that a lot. We are entering into a new phase of ministry. Are you hearing me what I'm saying? And Papa has said, we have, uh, I don't know how many billion of people to reach. This person was mentioning names, saying, you know, I know these men of God, and I know how huge their ministries are. I did not come there with any expectation. And I do not even, I'm not even talking to you by faith, that it will happen by faith, because I did not beg anyone for anyone. I didn't, I didn't go to, to be prayed for by anyone. I didn't, I didn't have any, any prayer petition. I didn't have anything I'm believing God for. I wasn't nothing. I didn't go with any of those things. I just went as a person. He's not the only person who prophesied on me. Anybody who saw me wanted to say something. This is, this is prior. They talked to me about nations, different colors of people, people who have not never met me. Books, books, books. They don't even know I've, write, I've, I've written a book and I'm writing other books. They don't even know. Ah, it was very crazy. Amen. It was, it was very, very crazy. And so um, I want to encourage you, church, that believe you me, we have just entered a new phase. Oh, yes. And I was, I was saying, I, I think maybe I was saying to Pastor Lele that, you know, when you move houses to go to a better house, 
It's not the house that has been upgraded. It's you who has been upgraded. I mean, when you are moving your house to a house that wasn't good and you've bought your own house, you don't say that it's the house that has been elevated. It means you, your status, somewhere, somehow has changed and has enabled you to go to where you you should be. Yes. It's your status. It's not the house. It's your status. So in the same way, the Lord is trying to tell us something. Why have we moved at exactly this time? And why did I go where I went? I did not have any plan when I'm going. I just, you know, got this, um, you know, invitation. Do you want to come? And I I told you that I have uh, been praying a lot and I've been finding myself in places with the right people at the right time, saying the right things, telling me the right things. You know, it... It's very amazing. And I said I I wouldn't share it if it wasn't concerning you, if it wasn't concerning the church. But, you know, there are people out there, and he poured everything he has as if he's a dying man, pouring it on us, on streams. Because he said, I may never see you again. Everything that was on, on him, he was speaking anointing. He was speaking all sorts of things. It was crazy. It was crazy. When I went back, I wrote as much as I could to write down, but I said nobody recorded it because nobody knew what was happening. Nobody knew how long it was going to take. Nobody knew that he would go on and on and on. And everybody who was there, who were there, they were, you know, arrested by the same anointing. Amen. So God is a good God. I want us to look at this next half of the year. With a different kind of expectation. Amen. With a different type of expectation. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. Thank you, Papa. I want us to begin to pray. Lift your right hand. Say, Oh Lord. Oh Lord. I am here. I am here. Use me. Use me as an instrument. As an instrument for the manifestation. For the manifestation of your power. Of your power. Of your glory. Of your glory. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the book of Second Chronicles, chapter twenty, verse number twenty. Second Chronicles twenty, verse number twenty. One, two, three, go. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. Now, I have a problem with that verse. Ask me what is the problem. What is the problem, prophet? The problem is there's believe in the Lord, your God. And then in the same breath, separated by... Is this semicolon or colon? There's another believe. His prophet. I have a problem with that verse because uh, you are being told to believe in God, and then you are being taught to believe in a human being. It's a problematic because there's a lot of effort in individuals to discredit a human and they claim to believe only in God. Yes. But what we do not understand, there's no a day God will come down your street to preach to you. Amen. You always find a human somewhere, somehow. Yes. What we do not understand is as big as God is, you look for a vessel which is imperfect and lips of clay to speak his word. Amen. And the least therefore you can do is to believe his prophets. Yes. 
So we thank God. You know, me, me, I love studying the scripture. And I do study a lot. So I had to chase why is it believe, believe? Is it English? Is the English the problem? Or even in Hebrew, it's the same thing. I discovered that the word believe is the same word in Hebrew. You believe in the Lord your God, you get established. And you believe his prophets and you prosper. What is God talking about here? The most important message that I want us to take from here is not that I want you to begin to worship me. No, I'll slap you. Amen. Just kick you, slap you. We settle scores there and then. Amen. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is when I am speaking things, there has to be somewhere somehow in you where your primary assumption is God is talking to us. Yes, amen. Can I say that again? When I say something here, your default setting should always be God is what? Speaking to us. Oh, yes. That should be your default setting. Amen. Are you hearing me? Because people get worried being deceived. It's a, it's, a genuine, it's a genuine worry. But I'm more worried, myself, I'm more worried of becoming a deceiver. Yes, amen. You're not hearing me. We are following, Papa. I am more worried myself becoming what? A deceiver. a deceiver. So before someone can be deceived, someone has to come to become first a deceiver. Yes. So the deceiver may get a punishment first yes. before even gets his first victim. Yes, amen. The Bible talks to Timothy, this apostle Paul, says study. Study. To show yourself what? Approved unto God. A workman that needed not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. He says, my son Timothy, you need to study the scripture. Meditate on it. Spend time in it. So that you may save yourself and save those who hear you. Are you hearing me? So the whole reason why I invest my life in the scriptures, praying, studying, eating the word like crazy, is not for your benefit. No. It's for my benefit. Mm, amen. I don't study the scriptures for you. I study them for me. And what comes to you is a byproduct. Yes, amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Are you hearing me? Yeah, because a prophet is someone that can be used as a mouthpiece. So if a prophet has got a connection to the realms of the spirit where he can hear and see, Anything in the realm of the spirit can he see, can, can he show him things and speak to him. And it's for him to know which voice is talking to him. Yes. Oh, yes. Are you not hearing me? We are following, Papa. So for me, as someone who can hear and see in the spirit, my concern is I need to know the voice talking to me. The reason I will spend more time in the scriptures is because I know if I do not do that, I'm susceptible being deceived. Yes, amen. Is that making sense? Oh, yes. So what is my safeguard? My safeguard, I need to know the voice of God. Yes. I cannot know the audible unless I know the written voice of God. Amen. So there's no point trying to listen in the speed like this. No, you hear nothing. Or if you hear, it will be deception after deception. You know, do you know that even your ignorance can sound like God talking to you? Mm. Ah, you're not hearing me. We are following Papa. I'm not about your ignorance. Can you really sound like God is talking to you? Yes. When I just sense it's your ignorance. Oh. That's why studying the scripture and living the scripture, eating the scripture, 
is the brightest light that can ever enter you as a person. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. So where did I start from? I said, assume that God is talking to us. You know, these things when I was talking about change of strategy, the beginning of the year, what, what, all this home so I, as my wife said, I never read it from anywhere. But I was praying and asking God, what is the strategy for 2023? Yes. What should we do differently for 2023? And those things were given to me. And I came and I shared to you. Amen. So what is the difference? There are some of you, you heard them. You put them on your side locker. On the shelf. They are there on the shelf. Amen. Just put them there. But if the same things were spoken by that prophet, you know. You have been running around. The prophet has said. The prophet has said. Because these things were spoken by me. That's why you just put them aside. You know, people send me things. Hey, have you heard? This prophet is saying, I'm like, I told you these things two years ago. Amen. So it's now news because it has been said by that prophet. <laughs> ah, I'm okay to be a social worker. I'm okay. I'm okay to be in Malawi. I'm fine. My life was good in Malawi. Amen. I'm telling you. Oh, yes. People make the mistake to think that my life got better by being in Australia. No. My life was good in Malawi. Amen. When I say my life was good, 20 years ago, 20 years ago, my life was good. Now, 20 years later, what would have my life been in Malawi today? Yes. Oh, yes. My friends are now the ones who are running the country in Malawi. My, I'm talking about my classmates, my college mates, are the ones who are managing the whole of Malawi. I can pick my phone, any office, I'll find someone there who is either a classmate or my age group. Amen. And my life was okay. I can speak like Amos. I was okay being a sycamore tree farmer. <laughs> Amen. But God called me and said, go and prophesy to my people. Oh, yes. You know, I was about to tell about my wife. That my wife, she was a university lecturer before we came to Australia. Is that making sense? Oh, yes. She was a university lecturer. That was 20 years ago. 20 years later, she was... <laughs> Where would, she, where would she have been? Oh, yes. Where would she have been 20 years later? Amen. She began lecturing before she even graduated from university. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? So what I'm trying to say is, God has a purpose. He has what? A, a purpose. purpose. He went looking for a people who are not looking for him. Yes, amen. We were not people who were unemployed, you know, stuck in life, what? And they, oh God, oh God. No. God went looking for a people who are not looking for him. And he found them and uprooted them. Amen. Brought them to Asia Pacific region. Oh, yes. In fact, as of June 2023, the population of Asia Pacific region, according to the last official count, are you hearing me? Yeah. Oh, yes. According to the last official count, <laughs> you are not even hearing me. We are here, Papa. I receive. According to Tuesday, the 20th of June. When, when was Tuesday? Huh? Last week. Yes. Tuesday, 20th of June, 2023. Asia Pacific region, according to the United Nations, it's at 4 billion, 758 million, 
344,217. So it's now 4.7 billion people oh. in Asia Pacific. Remember China and India alone? They are in our region. So already looking at those two countries alone, almost the three billion between the two of them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Or two point something at least, minimum. So, there's a reason why God, remember I talked about the five Ps. Oh, yes. What was P number one? Purpose. Purpose. P number two? Place. Place. Yes. There's a reason why you are in this region. Oh, yes. Amen. You are not here by accident. Amen. You are the right person in the right place. God will look the globe, will look around the whole globe and find you wherever you were. Some of you were plucked out of Brazil <laughs> and planted right in here. Amen. Talk about going to the ends of the world. Talk about entering the jungles of Africa. Oh yes, amen. The dark continent. Looking, looking and plucked you out of there, planted you here. He went to the, you no. Know, I mean, went to the um, seashores of Fiji. Oh yes. You're busy drinking your coconut milk. Picked you from there. Boom! Planted you here. Oh yes. Went to Tonga. Went to Samoa. Went to where? Now he came to Australia, looked around the all the Australians and said, no, not, not that one, not that one. Ah, no. But you, someone oh, yes. said me. Oh, yes, me. I'm talking about here in Australia. Picked a few Australians da, 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 who were perfectly aligned to his purposes and assembled a team. Imagine even you, he didn't even forget Scotland. <laughs> amen, amen. He went and got a Scottish. <laughs> In the mix, a Scottish. Can you believe it? <laughs> I am blessed, Baba. <laughs> assemble the best team that he can assemble for this great mission. Oh, yes. There have been people who have been with us from the beginning. They quit. They left us. They said lots of stories, or lots of stupidity. Are you hearing me? Amen. They thought we were stupid, but they were stupid. Oh, yes. Amen. Because we are going very far. Oh, yes. We shall fulfill the purposes and the calling of God, no matter who likes it or who doesn't like it, who agrees with us, who doesn't agree with us. We are called for a purpose. We are called for a reason for such a time as this. We're going to fulfill the calling of God. We're going to fulfill the purposes of God. We're going to see the hand of God. We're going to see the power of God moving this region. People shall know Jesus because of us. I. So we're going to make a prayer. Oh, yes. In that prayer, we're going to be saying, God, I am the right candidate. Oh, yes. Are you hearing me? Who is the right candidate? I am. So there are things that God has spoken to us. Let's begin to take them seriously. Oh, yes. Believe in the Lord your God. So shall you be established. Believe His His prophets. Believe his prophets. And what will happen to you? He shall prosper. You shall succeed. You shall prosper. Oh, yes. You shall prosper. I receive. You shall. I'm talking about you. You shall prosper. I receive. The reason why you need to believe what they are saying, sometimes what they are saying sounds crazy. Sometimes what they are saying sounds nonsensical. So please come out of your logic. Yes, amen. Enter into your faith dimension. Amen. <laughs> Some of the things prophets will tell you will not be logical at all. They will be so illogical that only a person who does things by faith will act on what they say. Oh, yes. 
They may say things today that will not make sense at all. But that's the future. And the only way you can connect to your future. Amen, amen. You see, what makes a prophet a prophet is not mentioning your name. Yes. I know people get confused a lot. They think when a prophet mentions your name, your auntie's name, your uncle's name, the name of your pet, then that one is a great prophet. No, you already know those details, don't you? Oh, yes. Unless you are, unless you are silly. You already know them. You know, you know the name of your auntie, don't you? You know the name of your pet. So what is the point of me coming telling you those names? How does that benefit you? How does that, how does that make me great? What will make me great as a prophet is when I download things in the mind of God. Oh, yes. Amen. And I tell you those things and they come to pass. Amen. Now, I know I, I, I'm here to teach some of these, these, these things I'm explaining to you. But in the prophetic, there are two dimensions. There's the word of knowledge. Those are things which are. Yeah. What is your name? My name is Vele. Okay, you already know your name. So even if I yeah, you, your name is Vele, so what? So yeah, I already know that. Are you getting me? It's not a prophecy. Yeah. It's yes. a word of knowledge. Yes. Prophecy begins when I say, God says. When, when, you hear me, when, you, when you hear me change, when you hear me switch from what you are to what will be, Oh, now, yes. now, now God has begun speaking. Oh yes. The rest of the stuff, those are words of knowledge. The reason why I'll mention your career, what you are doing, is because I want you to have an idea that oh, it seems this person knows something about me. Are you getting me? Oh yes. So even if I don't tell you those things, I just come and say tomorrow this will happen. I'm still a great prophet anyway. Amen. <laughs> Ah, but he didn't mention my name. He's a minor prophet. No. I'm still a major. Oh, yes, amen. <laughs> hey! Are you hearing me? I'm a son of a major. Oh, yes, amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? Some people get confused. Oh, no, he didn't mention my name. Therefore, it's a small prophet. But that one down the road, that one, he mentions even the color of the underwear you are wearing. <laughs> the issue is about having access to the Spirit of God to search what is inside God and pick it up. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. Pick it up and give it to you and say, this is what God says about you. And you come back with a testimony. Say, prophet, you said this has happened. Prophet, nothing was moving. Now things are moving. Nothing was happening. Now things are happening. It's, these are dimensions of the prophetic. When you can create which was not there. Oh, yes. When you can begin to make things happen, things were not happening. Oh, yes. When you can begin to make a way where there's no way. Are you hearing me? That is not the prophetic dimension. Amen. You're not hearing me. So that's why the Bible says, believe in the Lord your God for your salvation. A prophet will never save you. Who saves you? The Lord your God. Yes. But for you to succeed, you cannot, you cannot succeed by going to the past. You can only succeed by going to your future. Are you hearing me? So oh, a yes. word of prophecy will connect you to your future. But it takes faith. And the faith without works is death. Oh, yes. Is what? Death. It's dead. Faith without works is what? Death. Dead. So if you really have faith, when I say something, let's do things this way. You need to work harder to make things happen that way. Oh, yes. If you are not doing what I said, you are literally opposing yourself. Amen. You are literally opposing your destiny. You are opposing your future. Oh, yes. You are shooting yourself in the legs. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. So what am I trying to say? 
I said at the beginning of the year, home sales, each one of you must target 12 people. One person a month. I don't know whether you remember. Yes. I wonder how many of you have been doing that. I don't want to start asking one by one. How many of you have been targeting one person a month? I said get to know the person. I said get to spend time with the person. I said even if you take the person for dinner, for lunch, coffee, do that. Only one person a month. Remember what I said? I said invite them to your what? Home cell. Don't bring them to church. Invite them to your home cell. Yes. I, I, I didn't say those things. They can play the video for you there. May I, may I download things? I have no problem downloading things. I will download things anytime. I'm such an one when I say, God, what are you saying? I hear God very clearly. When I say, when I, no, I say what are you saying? I'll hear him clearly. And I'll tell you what he has said. Plenty. So when I was praying for 2023, that was the strategy given to us. Yes, amen. And when my wife, you know, was telling me all these things, I sat down there. You know, tears were rolling down my eyes to know that God has got a bright future for us. Oh, yes. Amen. And has even given us the strategy yes. on how to do things. And if there's any problem, it will be our problem because we didn't do what God told us. Amen. But others are doing it and they are seeing results. Yes. I don't know whether you hear what I'm saying. Others are what? Doing it and they are seeing what? Results. There's one why ourselves we want to see the results because we are not doing it. Yes. So Amen. it's not God's problem. And there's no point talking to God. God help us. He will slap you. He will say, I already told you. Yes. Go ask Moses. Tell Moses, why are you crying to me? Shut up. Tell the people to move forward. Amen. Yeah. Exodus chapter 14. Why, cry, why are you crying to me, Moses? Shut up. Tell the people to move forward. Another time Moses was trying to negotiate, but God, can I just enter? Can I say, Moses, I'll slap you. Stop it. <laughs> you only know the other side of God. Yes. Me, I know the other side too. Randes First of all, we're going to repent. We haven't been very diligent doing what God has told us. Amen. Just lift your hands. Say, oh Lord. Oh Lord. I am so sorry. I am so sorry. For not being diligent. For not being diligent. In doing. In doing. What you told us to do. What you told us to do. As a person, as a person, as an individual, as an individual, as a church, as a church. Oh Lord, oh Lord, we repent today. We repent today. Have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, oh Lord, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, just pray in your own words. Father, we humble ourselves before you this afternoon, as Father, we enter into a time of repentance. That God, we haven't been diligent in the word you told us, in the things you gave us to do this year, 2023. Father, it's not your fault. It's our side that's at fault. It's not your problem. It is us, Father, who are the problem. Father, have mercy on us today. We are calling upon your mercy, oh God. Father, we are banking upon your mercy. We are depending upon your mercy, Jehovah. Have mercy on us, O oh God. Forgive us, O oh Lord. Give us another chance, O oh Lord. Give us another chance as we progress in this last six months of the year. Give us another chance to be diligent to do the things you told us to do and how you wanted us to do them, O oh God. As individuals, as home cells, as a church, Father, have mercy upon us. We call upon your mercy, O oh Lord. Father, we pray for your mercy in the name of the Lord Jesus. The mercy seat. Lord, we receive mercy. We receive mercy, O oh God, from the mercy seat. 
We receive mercy, abundance of mercy, oh God. Give us another chance, oh God. Father, give us another chance. Don't pass us by. Don't pass this generation by, oh God. Give us another chance, oh God. Father, give us another chance in the name of Jesus. That, Father, you can still count us worthy to do that which, Father, you wanted us to do. To do that, Father, you have called us to do, oh God. To do that which, Father, you told us to do this year, 2023. Father, give us another chance, oh God. Father, we plead for another chance, oh Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless you, Lord. We exalt you, our Father and our God. Because you are such a merciful God. You are such a glorious God. Father, give us another chance. Allow us, O oh God, another chance. Empower us, O oh God. Revive us, O oh God. Revive our spirits, O oh Lord. In the name of Jesus. Let times of refreshing, Father, come from your presence. Refresh us, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. O oh Lord, give us another chance. Father, give us another chance. Give us another chance, O oh Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We receive your mercy. Say, we receive your mercy now. We receive your mercy. Say, we receive your mercy now. We receive your mercy now. We receive your forgiveness now. We receive your forgiveness now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. To keep in touch with our ministry, visit our website at www.streams.org.au and follow us on all social media platforms at streams.international. It is a blessing to share with you all our prophetic revelation teachings and it's our prayer to see you transform into mature sons of God. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Be blessed and until next time, Shalom. Shalom.